You know what that sounded like to me was like the um like those Slurpee straws. Yes. Like the straws are like, big. But yeah, like that, except like where it's super where it's loud. Where it's like a spoon at the end. Yeah. Because like those are made out of like the loudest plastic in the world, apparently. The seven eleven executive is like, I need your loudest yeah. plastic for my Slurpees. So they got slurp in the name. I wanna hear the slurping. If it don't slurp, what's the point? Welcome to Chess Talk, episode 174. We're back. We're here. We got our remote robot hey. in the in the not studio, in the remote studio. And it's the, the remote desert of Washington. It's not a desert, but the th- <laughs> three regulars are here, and Tyler and I are going to be playing chess. I'm scared. You're fine. It's going to be great. It's going to be okay, bud. It's going to be okay. Uh, this uh, week, we're going to go over some TV shows. We're going to go over new music, and as per usual, as of late, we're going to go over a villain in a movie. Isn't it a hero? In my head, I was like, make sure you say hero because i said as per usual but it's not like we only talk about villains and then my mouth was like villain Mm -hmm. that's what just happened we're gonna talk about a hero this week Mm -hmm. good job is he really though is he really Uh, we'll get into it that's what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) uh so what's up guys what you been up to tyler you're you're making the first move in chess that's a that's a big question you know just working it's uh it's december now and so snow is falling. Yeah, looking out the window right now. Oh boy, snow That's angel. Three feet of snow out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, just enjoying that holiday season, Cody. You know. <laughs> it feels like Christmas in this apartment. Yes. We have a tree. You have a tree too? A little baby oh tree, but it's have you a not tree. posted about it yet? No, I'll uh, post it. Uh, I took a picture last night. I'll post it today. Okay. Oh, by the way. Um, Anybody listening? I have a nine foot tall Christmas tree. I'm trying to get rid of. Why do you have a well, nine foot tall Christmas wait, hold tree? Wait, hold it. There was one in the storage unit that me and my dad have, mm-hmm. and we didn't realize it was in there, but it it's in there. Is it, <laughs> a, is it a fake real? tree? It's a fake. No. Okay. Oh my god. Yeah. It's a. It's a. It's an artificial tree. Let me okay. clarify. It's not like I a was very dead confused. Tree. <laughs> I think we would have gotten evicted if there was a. But yeah, no. We have a nine foot tall artificial Christmas tree that we don't want. I don't want it. My my father doesn't want it. I've been asking around. Donate it to Goodwill. Yeah. That's what we're gonna do. But like, it. if I know somebody that like wants it, I would yeah. just assume give it to them. You know. But yeah, we yeah. Were, you we need were... a house for that. Yeah. yeah. None of our friends have houses. <laughs> right. You exactly. Need a big house with that. Yeah. You know, we were surprised. We were like, <laughs> we were just like digging through stuff and like, oh, this box has a tree in it. Yeah, an entire tree, <laughs> a man tree yeah. in it. Yeah. Holy shit! Where'd this tree come from? I was just taking inventory of all the stuff that we have in there. <laughs> And I was just like, tree. <laughs> tree. Like, okay. You know what it is. Yeah, so. Uh, That's what you've been up to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just um, finding the secret tree, I guess. <laughs> that sounds very exhilarating. It really was. All right. What about you, Rob? You're all, you're uh, settling still? Yeah, uh, Monday, took a, a short 18-hour drive to the state of Washington, and I spent the last week unboxing all of our stuff. I forgot you didn't drive eight hours from here, from from Vegas to Washington. I was like, 
Oh my God! How fast were you guys? <laughs> he was cruising at a solid 150 the entire <laughs> way, <laughs> we, we, even we through made, the towns. We made crazy good time actually. So it's uh, it's like about 1,200 miles, and it said oh, it would take like yeah. 18 18 ish hours, 19 ish hours, and we did the drive in a little over a day. Because we we stopped. Okay, and called, that's pretty good. We stopped in Caldwell at like 11 at 11:30, 12 a.m. And then we left that morning at like seven and got to uh, our home at like two or two thirty. Nice. Hell yeah. What's worse, packing or unpacking? Oh, packing by far. Unpack. We literally unpacked all three cubes in less than two hours. I packed oh, wow. the cu- I packed the cubes. It took me like a day and a half to do by myself. What have you guys been up to? What what fun adventures have you been on? Uh, watching TV, mm-hmm. playing games. I have. Uh, and then do you just want to talk about the concert? Sure. We went to a concert Friday night. We saw Devil Wears Prada at the Vinyl. Devil Wears Prada and Fit for a King. Those are the two bands I wanted to see. And yeah, that crowd. Oh my god! It's, so go on. you paid you paid for a table. table, which is like implied that you'll be away from the shitty crowd at one huh. of these concerts because it's a metal concert. Everyone's gonna be hitting each other. No one was hitting each other, but like the people around us were probably more annoying than the people that were like in the pit or whatever yeah like the actual crowd that we could see seemed totally fine like everyone was just like singing along and being normal yeah Yeah. first started with like we paid for seats at this table and this group of fucking bitchy girls were sitting at the table and we're just like hey we paid for the seats here and they're like uh so did we i'm just like no you didn't there's six of you and there's four seats at this table you did not pay for these seats but whatever we just sat at another table that was open yeah and then they left when the band started, and we're just what? like, hey, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's take our seats. Yeah, we and then they never, seats. like, brought it up to us. They just, like, stood somewhere else. Because they were else. lying, because yeah. they were pieces of shit. Yeah. It just annoyed mm. me. I hate people. That's just, that's just how the concert started, and we were like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then for the, great. the remainder of it, there were, like, two huge dude-bro metalheads, clearly very drunk, just screaming at the end of every song. Right behind us. Yeah. Like, <laughs> jumping and, like, pushing each other, and just, like... After every song, it was just, fuck yeah. It was really funny. I only, got an- I only got annoyed with them when one of them was like holding onto my chair to jump up and down because he yeah. couldn't support himself. Oh, God. <laughs> but it was literally every song, they would scream, fuck yeah, at the end of it. Literally every it song. It was really annoying after a while. Every it song. It started out really funny. But after yeah. like 25 songs, you think that they would change it up. But no. no. Just fuck yeah. That was it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's and probably then, like, that at the very thing. end of the set, he like leaned into your face and was like, come on, dude. Yeah. He's like, come on, bro. Get into it. And I was like, woo. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, in- so irritating. So aside from that, though, Devil Rose Prada was very good. And the singer was getting really into the crowd. I thought it was cool. He got on the stage, no shirt on, and just, like, Ooh. anytime someone, like, he saw someone with, like, a phone out, like, taking pictures or videos, like, he would get up in front of, like, the phone camera and, like, scream in front of it just oh, to, like, that's kind of give him, like, a cool picture. And for the last song, him and one of the guitarists jumped into the crowd and, like, finished Ooh. the song with, like, a breakdown in, like, the middle of a pit. Cool. I felt bad for, like, sound guy on stage. He had to jump into the crowd, too, and I saw his face at one point. Wait, he looked what? very concerned about the guitarist. Why did he have to go into the crowd? I think the guitarist had, like, a chord running behind him. Oh, yeah. And he had to, like, keep a hold of that, and he was just, like, looking around frantically. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh, this mm. poor guy. I didn't oh, see that. Great. Yeah, he looked very upset. 
I was wondering. I was gonna ask if he had like a wireless rig. But the singer nope. was wireless, but the guitar definitely yeah. wasn't. No, I feel like you shouldn't man. do that unless you're wireless. Yeah. Yeah. He did it. All right. It was cool though. I had a fun time. We saw Roman and Ashley, the Chestock veterans. Yeah. They were very. That was fun. They were very excited to see us. Yeah. We'll probably hang out with them soon. Them. Yeah. We should have them on. They're so nice. Yeah. We should bring them on one time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the concert was good. Oh. We got a hotel room at the Hard Rock, and we got upgraded for free. So that was cool. How did you guys? Uh, I feel like they only upgrade people when they run out of rooms. Yeah, yeah. Like and we it, just, I just checked in and they were like, they have it in here that you're supposed to get an upgrade. We were yeah. Like, oh, okay. Because it took her a while to check us in. I was like, I wonder what's yeah. happening. And she had to call someone, and she was like, Yeah, it said you were supposed to get an upgrade, but I couldn't get it. But I called, and you got an upgrade anyways. Yeah. So we like, just it's got an suite. executive suite. It was like, okay. That's yes. pretty cool. So I just, just want to sleep somewhere. Yeah. So we just had a king bed and like a huge. I feel like it was like our kitchen and like master bedroom combined like that was the size of the suite but that was it it was a fun concert i'm glad we got to go but it was fine that crowd was something man <laughs> it's not my music oh no it's like i couldn't i can't tell you like any of their songs i don't remember anything that they sound like they did a julian baker cover really yeah that's how they opened their set yeah that it's was pretty interesting weird but cool that's i uh, okay it's a very interesting bad. cover yeah like it's cool how they made it like fit into the genre that's very interesting. I'll, I'll play for you after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that's what we've been up to. I liked the drinks. Yeah. That <laughs> the was drinks my I favorite you. part of the night. <laughs> Do you have the some alcohol of that was good. Iron Maiden ale or whatever? What? No. We had we, liquor. We pre-gamed. Uh, oh. That was the only way I was going to be able to get through it. And it still wasn't enough. The crowd sobered me up really fast. Yeah. Why are you supposed to keep drinking during the show? Mm-hmm. I was yeah. getting tired. Oh, yeah. Alcohol does that. That's like yeah. yeah. sleepy. Yeah. And being old does that. Oh my god, you're, you're like 12. No. Times 10. <laughs> She's 120. Yeah, I'm dead. Good, good math, Rob. <laughs> Speaking of dead people. I was going to say, let's keep the music train going and talk about Grimes. Oh, fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Han Solo. Hold on. <laughs> anyway, oh. uh, I think it's your turn, Tyler. I'm just gonna lose. Why? <laughs> <laughs> We've literally just moved pawns. <laughs> He's so defeated. Yeah, Grimes dropped a new song, yeah, and she did. it's pretty cool. I'll start off with that. Like, it's got like a rocky vibe to it, just with a weird guitar, like industrial noise that's going on. I saw someone compare it to like Nine Inch Nails. I wanted to compare it to Nine Inch Nails, but I, I'm like, I, I see the influence. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I, it's not like contemporary Nine Inch Nails, like. What? It's not a film soundtrack. <laughs> it's not new Nine That's Inch Nails. Like it's very yeah. much like '90s Nine Inch Nails influence. Yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can see. I could definitely like, see that. Like that, like that '90s industrial sound. That kind of like yeah, Nine Inch Nails. Um, just like that really like gross, like dirty, gritty mm-hmm. guitar riff. It was really cool. I was like, it, it's it's um. At the same time, though, it really has that abrasive sound, but it's also very poppy. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's. I mean, that's. It's very poppy, right? Um, I think that's what Grimes does best. It's like making poppy not. I light. think this is the poppiest thing she's put out. I think I, a lot yeah, of the I songs in Art Angels. Art Angels, I think, is like very close, poppy. But like, this is just like this has like a very present hook. It's very. Um, I think like reality or even like Flesh Without Blood or there's another song I can't think of. California. That California. even Pin, I think Pin is a lot poppier than this off of Art Angels. 
That's way more like upbeat. I think they're I think they're like in the same ballpark. Have you listened to Grimes before this, Rob? Uh, I've heard some of their stuff, but not like with the amount of attention I spent listening to this song. So yeah. my just so you know, Grimes is just a girl. Yeah, no, I I figured that was the case, <laughs> but after watching that, I was like, it's just her. That's okay, <laughs> interesting. No, I, I don't have I don't have a, a deep breadth of knowledge of her her history. Because what what like she's like this this seemed like far more poppy, but like kind of. Not grungy, but I guess the Nine Inch Nails comment earlier is pretty accurate. Um, but what legs are j- her overall genre that she listens to, like? Uh, pop. pop. I would okay. say like electronic pop. She's okay. she's started singing a lot more, like from Art Angels on. Yeah, I heard she was getting like voice lessons. Yeah, because she yeah. wanted to sing better. Because she it wasn't she like self conscious about her singing. Yeah. So for like their first three albums, she just kind of like meanders through the songs and like the uh, synth parts yeah. are kind of like the main point yeah. but since our angels like she actually is like yeah. <clears throat> heavily singing and the song just kind of like expands on that mm-hmm. but it was cool the guest person hannah hannah yeah. something hannah yeah. hannah I, yeah. I just think that it's hannah i don't know because one n yeah like hannah. the only time i've ever seen it spelled that way it was pronounced hannah so yeah. okay but i could Go be wrong me. Yeah, it was a cool dynamic having her like deeper voice mm-hmm. contrast with Grimes's like whistle tones, <laughs> ethereal yeah. kind of like wispy singing mm-hmm. on the verses. Yeah. What do you? What about the lyrics? I I don't really know what they were. It's yeah. basically. I've only, I've only listened to the song once. Yeah. So and I'm I'm not really good at picking out the lyrics the first I can't. time I listen to songs. I, Me I, either. With I, Grimes, I can't understand her. Like, unless I read it, read the lyrics, and then after I listen to it, I'm like, okay, I get what she's saying. Yeah. But, um, uh, I only know what they are because they posted, like, a lyric video. Ooh. And it's It's essentially a music video. It's basically robot propaganda. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Submit to the robot overlords. I'm down. It's essentially the lyrics. Upgrade yourself to become more than human. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, don't know. I think Sold. it's funny. It's just she's a weeaboo. That's that's all there is to it. Yeah, <laughs> she's weeb. <laughs> she's super into anime. She's kind of a weeaboo. She's a hundred percent a weeaboo. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a very much of uh, what was that movie that came out with Scarlett Johansson? Um, her Ghost in the Shell. Uh, yeah, that that, that one. <laughs> Ghost in the Shell. That's that's the one. The Avengers. Oh, Lucy. That's the other one I was. Thinking yeah, about. Lucy. <laughs> Lucy. No, that, well, Lucy and one. Ghost in the Shell. They're kind of the same. Uh, I wish wait. Lucy was better. <laughs> I think I everyone wish... that's how that movie does. Man, look all the talent. Oh, it's so garbage. Much potential. Yeah, no, it reminds me like Ghost in the Shell like, kind of, and uh, Altered Carbon. The kind of aesthetic was going yeah. on. I, actually, the only thing about watching the video was like, okay, cool. I'm re- I'm kind of read read listening to the, the lyrics, but I'm like all I could think of was aesthetics. This is all about what it looks like. It looks really cool. Yeah, because mm-hmm. so it was, was like, direct. Grimes like co-directed it or something. Like she was listed in the credits. I believe that's it. cool. So. So it was 100% like, this is what I want Yeah, that's visually. That's how she uh, likes yeah. to operate. She wants to have pretty creative much control. all creative control over her Hence music. her deleting everything off of Instagram. Cause yeah, she deleted all her Instagram posts. Until she this. started posting about the yeah. new song, which is annoying, but yeah. whatever. She's but, an artist, Cody. But good song. This is the tone that the yes. album's going to take. I think it's going to be good. But I, for with Grimes, I feel like a lot of one song doesn't show what the entire album is going to be like yeah if that makes sense she varies a lot on the album so i'm gonna like this song and i hope the album sounds similar to this but i know it's going to be pretty varied so yeah i'm just excited that she's making new music after three years yes because 
all those OG Chestock fans, Art Angels was the first album of the year on the awards. Mm-hmm. So hmm. oh my we're, God. we're very seasoned with the Grimes talk on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Back so, in 2015. Yeah. 2015. Years ago. Mm-hmm. So hopefully she comes out with the album soon, but for right now, it's just a song and she hasn't really mentioned yeah. explicitly like when a new album's coming out, so... She'll get around to it. Yeah. <laughs> I think when she announced releasing new music, she tweeted like, haha, finally. And that was it. That was how she announced it. Yeah. It's because awesome. she's a monster. Yeah. Uh, I'm here. She's cool. All right. I I'll, think she's I'll, funny. I'll check out some of the older stuff uh, this week. Yeah. I recommend it. It's worth it. She's a unique artist. She has the just... cool spin on pop, so it's not I think Visions repetitive. is my favorite album still. Isn't that like most of her fans' favorite? Yeah. That's like peak Grimes. Peak Grimes visions. Yeah. So there's that. We ready to move on to the spooky? The spooky. Yeah. Real spooky. Is it? Is it my turn? Did you move your horsey? <laughs> yeah. I moved my horsey. My horsey man. <laughs> Perfect. Horsey. All right. This boy knows how to play chess. But yeah, we're going to talk about Haunting of Hill House. We, I know we talked about it briefly last week, but we're going to get more into it this week. I don't think we're going to spoil it because Brittany and I finished it. I don't know how much of it you watched, Tyler. None of it. Oh, that's a lot of it. You said you were going to last week. Um, you animal. Busy boy. He found a tree. He was very busy. <laughs> yeah. I, I exactly. I'm just grateful he watched the video I sent him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What video? I take it. Oh, I take it one video at a time. Did you watch any Rob? I watched some of it. Uh, let me tell you what episode I got to because I watched all of it, a bunch of it last night while I was drinking, and it got real. You spooky. watched the whole thing? No. 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 Um. I watched the first four episodes, so okay. I watched uh, up you until Luke's episode, basically. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to say anything. Yeah. I, I, I um, was reading this kind of the, the, the summaries of the episodes, but it's still, it's not like I know a lot. I just kind of know, like, the general theme of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but, damn, it's spooky when you're by yourself and your wife's asleep and you're watching it at, like, 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Yeah, because like, I watched the first five episodes on my own, and then I finally convinced Brittany to start watching it. And so I stopped watching like partway through episode six, and then we just finished it last night. And it's it's a good show. Like I, it's well shot. I think the actors and the kid actors are really good. Oh yeah, the kids the, are very good. Yeah, yeah, and the story is different. I don't think it's like some amazing story, but it's a cool like. I think twist. it's a good story. Hmm. I like that it can it holds its own apart from being scary. Like. Yeah, there's substance, and it's not just we're gonna scare you. Like, there's such a good story. It's not it just too. a jump scare fest. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's and, purpose behind what's happening. And a lot of the scares aren't jump scares too. Like sometimes yeah. you're, you're anticipating it, and, and uh, Flanagan kind of fucks with you. It's like you're expecting a jump scare. It's not gonna be a jump scare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he did, he yeah. did a good job. I think there's like less than ten jump scares throughout the entire show. I, I would say. I can think of. Yeah, I think that's right. Two. He he goes more. His theme seems to be more just kind of the overarching kind of terror for the the scenes that are scary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because it's always like the dramatic irony where like we see the scary thing, but the actor doesn't. So yeah, it's like, like all the background ghosts. Yeah, yeah, so like we're getting tensed up, but the actor isn't. And that's yeah. where like the actual fear is coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the like uh, with Luke's episode. Cause that's the most recent one I watched. The bowler hat guy. That yeah. was uncomfortable, Jesus. and I was like, oh, yep. I was like, oh. fucking nope. Did you guys, you guys watched or saw that the post about all the hidden kind of spooky people? Yeah. 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 Brittany would that, go to that thread after every episode just to watch them. Yeah. Or just it's to just, look at them. It's, it's, that, that, that I thought was pretty cool because I saw a couple by myself 
and then I saw the thread or a post about it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it, I I didn't catch any on my own. I don't think except for one. I think in like episode eight. The one in the basement. Yeah, that's yeah. the only one I caught on my own. Otherwise, yeah, yeah it we gotta shit out of me. check it. But, it's interesting because a lot of them aren't um, kind of the core, like spookies. There yeah, are a lot of I would say other most of them. Ones. Yeah. Most of the like hidden ones aren't like plot relevant ghosts. They're just yeah. ghosts. Yeah, yeah there's which a few. Is cool. There's like the bent, the thing, the bent neck lady is like in a couple of them, and then the bowler hat guy I think is in like one or two. But I think there's like like thirty of them across the, all the episodes. Probably more there's than a, that. There's a good amount. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the show in general, Britt, and just how you feel about it? Like good. Yeah, I really liked it. I think the soundtrack was great. The acting was great. I don't know. I just think it was a very meaningful show. It had a lot to do with family, which is cool. Like Family and mental health. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. It was just very well written. I don't want to say anything more than that. I definitely recommend you watching it, Tyler. Yes. When you have time. Uh, okay. Rob, you're about to get into like some good shit, so just keep going. Keep going. Yeah, uh, I'm excited because, one, I was tired because I've been drinking, so I went to bed, but I'm enjoying it, like, because I feel like there is a lot that's going to be said. I know there's that kind of the themes of, like, mental health and everything that you talked about, but I just feel like there's a, it's a fun little kind of, like, why is this happening? Why are these ghosts materializing and terrorizing this family years after they've been gone? Yeah, they, they get into that finally, and... The ending is, I don't know if I love the ending. I'm fine with it because I heard like the ending got kind of weird. I'm not going to spoil it for you or anything. Yeah. The show, especially towards the end, like once you figure it out, it kind of like plays with your perception, like what is real and what isn't. And so that has like a kind of effect on the finale that I'm still kind of like wondering about. It's definitely a good show. I would like to see more of it, but I'm, I would also be fine if it ended here like i could see this being like an anthology like how they did with american horror story like spooky i've heard flanagan say that the crane story is done yeah, yeah i i don't know how they could expand on that with how they ended it it just yeah. it's too like wrapped up perfectly i think if you like that sort of genre and you like because we talked about episode six last week i think which is like how it was like four one takes or whatever like if you like things like that in television and you like tv shows that are well crafted and well shot and things have purpose and like everything about like the camera work like it is done the way it is on purpose like it's you have to watch the show it's it's a quality tv show it's not it's not um it's not being made because they had to fill something it's actually like got content and and uh i don't know the right word for this but like some sort of some sort of uh, body to it actually it's not just like a i'm gonna kind of watch this and space out it's like actually you watch it and you feel kind of engaged with the show yeah and yeah. you can tell that everyone involved cared about this project mm-hmm. the yeah. actors the producers the writers yeah like i was thinking just between this and like sabrina like sure sabrina isn't a bad show but just comparing the quality yeah. of the two it's just you can tell the difference between a scary show trying to be scary and tell a really good story and then sabrina which is just kind of like fun and more like lighthearted. i feel like it's just trying to like shock you at some points rather than be scary yeah sabrina like it's oh. trying to be edgy for the sake of being edgy yeah, yeah. And, it, and it fits that kind of that positioning as well though because it's it's kind of that same riverdale-esque kind of campiness teen show my favorite description of haunting of hill house is it's this is us with ghosts oh yeah <laughs> What would your favorite episode be? Two Storms. 
that's episode six with all the one takes yeah it's just a really well told story yeah i like that one i like episode five Um, i like episode nine as well but I would probably, I'd probably say episode five is my favorite though. What would you rate it out of ten ghosts? Like out eight. of ten tea parties? Ugh, eight. <laughs> eight out of ten tea parties. Yeah, I'd give it an eight as well. So far, it's it's trending that way for me as well, but obviously not finished. You gotta finish it, and then mm-hmm. we can. So Tyler's gonna watch that and give us his feelers. So yeah. last, the last topic is our movie slash hero. What movie did we pick? Star Wars Episode One. We're gonna talk about Anakin. Yeah, Phantom uh, Menace. Yep, that's it. Right. <laughs> Baby <We're>... Anakin's the <laughs> hero. <laughs> Baby Annie. You could say that he is. He saves he the day in the is. space. Now this is pod racing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is pod racing. He's got the rise and fall. Oh, he kind God. of is the hero of. Well, I don't know. <laughs> we'll save that for another week, I guess. <laughs> well, why that movie part? I, I I think part of why that movie is so like narratively confusing is because they never really have like a set hero in the movie. Like it jumps around between like Padme yeah. and Qui Gon and Anakin. Like you and... think Obi Wan's gonna be like kind of like the shining star of the movie, but then like he's not in the movie for like a half hour. He doesn't do like anything really in the first one, except for like the You're Darth right. Maul fight. Right. He gets to watch his master get murdered. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, yeah. cool. Good job. Yeah, it just jumps around so much. I don't know. But yeah, no, that's not <laughs> what we're talking about today. We're talking no. about the original number one Star Wars, episode four. <laughs> Han. A New Hope. Han. Han Slowbro. He's the hero. Han shot first, hence he's the hero. He did shoot first. Anybody says otherwise needs to shut the hell up. <laughs> He did shoot first. I'm not being sarcastic. He's he's our glorious hero of the week. And we're talking about why he is. Because he's in the top 20. I can't remember his exact number. Is it, for, is it for this movie? Yeah, it is. I believe he's number 14. Yeah. I, on I, AFI's list of movie heroes. Yeah, him and Obi-Wan are, I think, the only two characters in the same movie on the list. Yeah. So... Well, Darth Vader on the villains list. He's on villains, but that's for Empire Strikes Back. So for specifically for A New Hope. Yes. Yes. It just says Star Wars. It says nineteen seventy seven Star Wars. So I I think you could I I don't think you'd say he's like a villain at all. Who Han? Definitely not. Definitely not a villain. But is he a hero? He's not for like two thirds of the movie. He is, does heroic is things. The, is the reason why he's a hero because he does kind of have that character arc where he comes around in the end and he saves the day from literally out of nowhere. How did he get that giant ship past, like, all these fighters? You know what I mean? I always wondered about that. Like, he's, like, kind of a sitting duck against all these, like... I mean, controversial opinions because the first Star Wars isn't super well written <laughs> but like it's not a great story like i'm not I, I don't i don't i don't mean to be that guy but i've always ever since i was a kid i always kind of thought about that I was like, like how did he get falcon here? is fucking huge <laughs> in comparison <laughs> to like all the other ships that are out there and like i mean that 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 battle like was just littered with uh star fighters. destroyers it's not like i mean yeah i mean luke was the only one left right Am I? Am I? Rep- I think there was a couple. More. Or less I think in his team, he was the last yeah, one. Like he got wiped out. 
The only reason he didn't get hit is because he was in that trench, but then he even had Darth Vader all up in it. With, like, two of his goons behind him. Yeah, right. <laughs> goons. I mean, what else would you call them? <laughs> no, no, so, like, just, it's funny. <laughs> do you guys, um, I know they kind of already have this in the Star Wars universe, but are you guys familiar with uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstein are dead? The, uh... No, what? Okay. I've heard that what before. That? I just don't know. So what it's, from. it's a it's a Tom Stoppard play um, that's written about two minor characters in Hamlet, mm. and they're off screen and off stage, I guess. Um, um, like conversations and stuff. It's really like this very like existential like uh, play where they just kind of bullshit about things, and then they just happen to be in Hamlet, like they show up in like these weird moments sporadically throughout the play. So the concept is like, Oh, what are they doing while they're not That's funny. on stage? So I think it'd be funny. And I know Star Wars kind of has this with like two like stormtroopers or whatever. Yeah. But like, I'd, I've always kind of wondered about like the two guys that are like in the trench with Darth Vader, <laughs> their lives outside of this. Uh, they're like, Oh, what are we doing? It's, it's not going to end well. <laughs> But no, the only reason Luke didn't get hit is because he's in that trench, right? And no one's going to just, like, pick him out of the trench. Yeah, because they can't, they can only go in, like, one by one, essentially, right, so. Yeah. I just don't know how Han Solo made it. But anyway, he did. Because he's a hero. He's a hero. He's a hero, he's a hero Tyler. A hero. Get it together. Is it, is it still heroic when he had, like, selfish purposes for coming back? Because, like, didn't he only come back just for, like, Leia? Like, he wanted to, like, schmooze with Leia? I don't know how established that really is in... The first one. The first yeah, one. I don't yeah. think there was any really, like, mention of it. Like, why he came back. It's just he did. Yeah. I mean, he got paid already, right? Yeah, he but got I paid and then he, like... correctly. Like, he, he got paid and then... That's why he wasn't originally part of, like, the plans to mm. be on, like, the assault on the Death Star. Right, and then Luke was like, oh, you should... Or, you know... You should whatever, man. Yeah, you know, you should... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you're not doing anything, like we're gonna be doing this thing I mean, over at the Death like, Star. We're all gonna get like, like just massacred trying to stop yeah. this big old this space moon base. You know, if you want to come back and die with us, come on down. We really need the numbers. We need yeah. some petitions signed. We need some you more and the, martyrs. You and that hairy ape can come back and help us. Just plug, <laughs> two, add two to our numbers. Let's go. And your giant ship. I just think it was an interesting like entry, really high up on the list for like a guy that's like kind of a dick. Spends most of the movie, yeah, kind Being of like a dick. he's yeah. a scoundrel, and he's just kind of like on this like very am- ambiguous uh, moral. I mean, I don't know. Like he definitely. I mean, he does shoot Greedo. He's pretty. That's pretty cold blooded. You know? like, well, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. the the entire movie, he's not this great character, and then at the end, he shows up and quote-unquote saves the day like does that make he does up, though does that make up for the rest of the movie where that's he's what like, i'm wondering that's like, why i'm intrigued by this I, selection yeah Can, like it seems is, very high is like one heroic action enough to like well i think it was what what makes a hero is it heroic actions with altruistic uh reasoning behind right. it or is it the act itself or is that it just matters? Your, the act or the character of the person is yeah. that is that is that a hero what makes a hero a hero and do you think they put him this high up on the list with like the trilogy in mind, or do you think they were trying to be as like isolated as possible by picking this movie? So I think my my interpretation of it, at least, is this: he chose to do something heroic because he had no his character flaws aside. He did this thing on his own volition with no benefit to himself. Right, like you, you and can that's speculate. heroic. Because like if you look at it in a vacuum, like this is the only movie in the franchise, like it's a hero- it's a heroic act, it's a heroic thing to do, and 
whether that makes him a hero, I don't know. But it is a hero, a majorly heroic thing. I think it makes him a hero, but I definitely would not place him this high on the list. Oh, definitely. Not. He does not. Deserve, I think yeah. Obi Wan deserves to be farther up. Yes. Be way higher. Yeah. Yeah. Obi Wan definitely deserves number fourteen, if not higher, yeah. than where Han is. I'm just really intrigued by like you know this whole thing. Like, is um, what makes a hero a hero? Is it the character of the hero or the heroic act? In this case, I think he ended up this high on the list because he's much more of an iconic character. I, I think, think so. That yeah, there is Ford kind of just like does like a performance that as we've seen is you think like, that compromises the integrity of this list yeah, yeah. i i think it's yeah. also because of like the trilogy it's like they have this idea of haunt solo and you're like yeah he's he's a hero like yeah. he's, he's a hero i would put him on the list but then like you try and look at it at just this movie and you're like i mean is he i i want to put him this high i think he's an interesting character especially in this movie i think he's the most colorful character in the first star wars yeah like i think he leaves a lot of questions for people like how do you get the ship yeah why does he have such like a weird backstory with people going after him like what's with him and jabba like why all these things mm-hmm. tune in to solo a star wars story where you too. answer some of them <laughs> things yeah. might be answered go find out yeah i mean i had a thought and then i lost it so never mind <laughs> damn it it'll come back she it'll go? come back <laughs> yeah rob's big thought of the week gone again <laughs> well, well she wasn't big come on now oh I remember what it was now. Okay, okay. So, so we we'll, got to look at the uh, kind of a counterpoint because Indiana Jones is on this list, and they're very similar characters, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think they, they are. I think they're opposites in terms of heroic natures. Uh, yeah. Indiana Jones is doing things because it's the right thing to do, whereas Han Solo does things because it's the the, the best thing for me thing to do. The so most think, beneficial. Yeah. So it's like it's self He's very self serving versus versus you know Indiana Jones's na- desire to get things out in the public forum. So I don't know. I think it's interesting to see kind of that dichotomy because then you have to question: Does that make him even eligible to be a hero? I don't know. It's just it's interesting to see because they're very they're very similar characters. I don't know. I, I had a better thought there, but I guess it's not quite fully formed yet. Indiana Jones and do you think they're similar just because of the delivery from Harrison Ford, or do you think like I mean, I don't know. I would argue that Indiana Jones has more of like a heroic um, agenda. And that's why he's higher. He's number yeah. two, right? He's like yeah, two he, or three on the yeah, list. He's yeah. pretty high up there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, like he he has more. He's got more of a solid virtue versus Han. Yeah. His virtues are are a little bit more self serving, but they they yeah. operate I think in a similar capacity. I think so. Yeah. Han Solo is the only entry on the list that he does a heroic act, whereas everyone else has had good character about yeah. them, like Atticus Finch, number eight. Like, they have, they're principled people, and this one, I'm not saying Han is a bad guy. I wouldn't peg him as a hero. I'd peg him as, like, the goofy guy that's on your side. Yeah, no, yeah, that's kind of what I was trying to, yeah. That's what you're and trying I to just, word. I don't trust yeah. his ranking, because I feel like they're just like, he's an iconic character, and he's not yeah. a bad guy, so let's put him on the list. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought, that's what I think happened, unless, like... Like, I would have put Luke Skywalker in. Is and Luke I, on the list? No. no. I would have put Luke Skywalker specifically in... Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi, yeah. Yeah. That's that like list. his movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, which I know that, you know, between the t- trilogy, the original trilogy, that's like, quote unquote, the bad one. But like, I don't I, know, man. I really think that Luke has a good um, uh, he's got a good story arc. in, yeah, that, I in like that movie in particular. Return of the Jedi better than A New Hope, so... yeah. 
Yeah, he's because especially again at the end, like he has this huge choice between him, and he makes the right choice, yeah. despite like how easy it would be for him to just flip. So yeah. I think Luke should definitely have the spot, and I feel like Obi Wan should be higher than where yeah. Han is on this list. Yeah. That's why again we gotta iron it out and make our own mm-hmm. fifty of each. Show well, AFI 50. who's right. 50, 50. 50. A lot of people. Let's say like 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, top 10. Top 10. Our top 10. Top 10. You got any other questions about Han Solo? Do you, would you say he's a hero in this movie? Ultimately, yeah. Yeah, same. I think so. Because, I mean, he... He did save the day. He had a heroic art. In this movie, in and of itself, just this movie... He had a very complete arc where he came around and he um, delivered on acting heroically. At no and real game. And for no real reason other than that. He had no reason to come back. <clears throat> but he did. But he did. So it's one heroic act that makes him a hero, I think. Okay. In the, in the purpose of the story and the story arc. But then you have, like, Empire Strikes Back where he's, you know, like, escaping. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like being the, 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 and the beginning of that movie is just like, wait, what, where is he going? What is he doing? <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's... <laughs> so then we're, like, back at, like, that question of, like, okay, how heroic really is this guy? That, that kind of leads to some other questions. But, no, like, from the start to finish of A New Hope, I'd say yes. I just think it's interesting that he was included because, like, you know, he's more, it's more a heroic action versus heroic characters. Yeah, more of like him being a through and through good guy. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just this one thing. That was it. That's all he needed to make the yeah. list. Maybe that's why he's so high up, is because it's such a, it's such count, so counter to who he is. Because yeah. of him, millions of people died. So let's put him on the list. He looked yep. at that Perfect. man in the mirror and he made that change. Cut, fuck off. I'm sure it was all Chewbacca, like, yelling at him. That's why he went back. That's the story like, we really need. Like, uh, if you... <laughs> all right, stop nagging. I'll turn this thing around. <laughs> what's the What's the line at the end of Solo, Star Wars movie that broke you, Tyler? Oh, God. <laughs> it was just the look that Chewie gave him. Yeah, but like, he was like, have I, ever, have I ever steered you wrong? What, what have I ever steered you wrong? And then just the longest, like... <laughs> just, like... The most intense <laughs> side eye that you'll ever see from a Wookiee. Just, just, just I, that moment. It just felt like it took him like a full minute to turn around and just look at Han. I wonder if Chewbacca like, gave him Chewbacca. that look, and that's all it took for A New Hope to end the God, way it did. I love Solo. It's <laughs> a great movie. Um, right. We got anything else to say about Han? Are we all in agreement that he's a? <laughs> Hano Solo. No, I think we're good. We think right. he's a hero. You think he, he? Yeah, we'll just. I think he's a zero to hero. I think he's a very light gray. That's that's where I would put him as. Yeah. He's a hero, but he's not goody two shoes like Luke is. Which is part of why I like that he's on the list. But like, I just think it's interesting giving the context of the rest of the list. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. That's I would. All I'm saying. I would be way more okay with his standing if he was in like the 30s. I think that would be a much more fitting position for Han Solo in this movie. Yeah, bump him down. Bump him down 20. AFI, I'm ringing you up. Bring him down. That's mm-hmm. it. We good. We good to yeah. go. Yeah, we good. Get out of here. Can we yeah. say I won the game? Yeah, we can say want... it, but it'd be wrong. How many pieces do you have? I have. How many pieces of mine did you take? I have two of your pieces. <laughs> you have three of my pieces. 
So how does that math work? <laughs> well, now I have. I knocked down his horse. Okay, and, and then, then and then I took your bishop. Well, how would you do that? With his queen. With my queen. Well, my queen's gonna take your queen. Wait, you no. No, it's not. My horsey's gonna take your queen. Oh shit. Yeah. So do you want to say you won? I don't know where this guy went. Yeah, you knocked him down. We just they're just furiously. facing each other in an intense, heated moment. So yeah. Um, do you want to say you like, won? Do you like Do you like apples, Cody? I'm not answering that. Do you like apples? I don't want to answer that. Do you like apples? <laughs> I don't want to answer that. I don't like where this is going. All right. You heard it here first. Cody doesn't like apples. <laughs> so that's going to do it for 174. Thanks for listening. Uh, we're going to be back next week, probably talking about Fantastic Beasts 2, yeah. Dumbledore Boogaloo. <laughs> uh, Rob and I are probably going to play some Divinity Original Sin, so we'll get our gaming news out of the way we're gonna have a villain prepared for next week as well and i think that's gonna do it for this episode go to our twitter chess underscore talk see us tweet sometimes we also have an email chess talk podcast at gmail.com where you can send your movie suggestions and we'll watch them go to our itunes leave us a rating leave a review talk us up and chess us out next week we're getting towards the end of the year or get ready for the awards that's coming up sooner than you think. That's all I got. Bye bye. Goodbye. For your consideration. Oh Jesus. Chest talk. <laughs>